Earth. This is your co-host Muhammad Nabil and along with me, my good friend, co-host uh, Numan Zafikar. Welcome to the Two Aliens Podcast Show. How are you doing, Numan? Hey, I'm good, Nabil. How about you? Perfecto. How was the weekend for you? Wasn't really bad. I mean, I really needed a break this weekend and it came, so I was uh, I was happy about that. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to work mm-hmm. in a company that really hasn't suffered as much uh, from the whole pandemic situation and the economic meltdown. But um, yeah, because, but work was getting quite stressful because um, we're doing more than what we're required to, you know, to achieve our targets. And I and I completely understand because uh, because of the whole situation and all. But this weekend was really good. I had a good time, and uh, yeah, I'm fresh, I'm rejuvenated, and I'm ready to start the next week off. How about you, man? That's good. Dude, don't ask me. I'm being lazy, super as hell. Just stuck at home. Uh, but the good thing is that, you know, keeping myself busy with some stuff, watching videos, checking out documentaries and everything. So, Numan, as I know very well that, you know, you are a gym freak. So, nowadays, in your place, the gym is closed, shut down. So, how are you managing your, you know, your uh, workouts and everything at home? I mean, it's easy, man. You can work out literally anywhere in the world all you need is just a small space to work out i mean i don't believe in the fact that i mean i used to uh, believe that you you should go to the gym and uh, should have heavy weights with you but you know over time my perception has changed a lot again i mean i can't do powerlift i i cannot do powerlifting at home because i don't have the equipment but i have a few dumbbells i have a resistance band and you know i have a good head on my shoulders so i'm able to do a workout so basically um, i'm doing mostly full body workouts lasting between 30 to 40 minutes about 10 minutes of stretching and you know warm up and after that the workout itself is around 30 minutes yeah i've been fortunate enough to have have some weights with me and you know have some education in uh, in fitness in general so that's why i'm able mm. to that's why I'm, i i i haven't really gained any weight now have i lost uh, considerable muscle mm. mass numan i want to ask you one thing about this uh, how do you get motivated because you know there are so many distractions at home and uh, yeah so basically uh, what keeps you pumping up like you know every day or at least twice a week uh, to get up and exercise because uh, you know in my situation over here i feel kind of dull or unmotivated so is there any tips or something like just do it me? man I mean this is the best time you don't have any distractions uh, you're talking about distractions but there aren't really any distractions I mean this is really the best uh, time for all of us to get in shape get healthy okay mm. most of us are spending most of their days at home mm. okay even if uh, even even the people who are working mm. or who are studying they're only doing that for a certain pe- certain period of time they're not doing that the entire day so mm. if there was any mm. a time to take back uh, to take back your health in your own hands this is the time so just so just think about this the mm-hmm. foundation that you lay during this period will stay with you your entire life so this could be the first step and the best step uh, you take to improve your health for your entire life yeah and you know so i was i was reading a meme and uh, it was saying that you know you got to learn something in during this lockdown and if you come out from this lockdown without anything then you are useless so in my opinion yeah it, you have a ample time in your hands and this is the best opportunity to learn something but you know i also want to ask you one thing has i'm living alone i don't have a partner or you know some trainer to teach me on something there's plethora uh, there's there's plethora of information be, be, available online i feel i mean 
I I can show you a hundred YouTube channels that offer you uh, that offer you great advice on doing home workouts. So I mean, see, this is the age of information. You have so much information available online that you don't really need. I mean, I'm not saying you don't really need a trainer, but uh, but if you don't want a trainer, then you can mm. do quite well for yourself without a trainer. Because for me, as a noob, like you know, as a newbie, um, for example, um, I would open up random two three videos of these, like on YouTube's. Uh, I mean, on YouTube, sorry, and I would not be certain or not 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 be sure that okay, should I follow this guy's routine or should I follow this guy's routine? But uh, it, as you have been doing for such a long time now, many many years. uh what kind of like suggestions would you give in terms of any uh, personality or any person who you think is the right guy on youtube who's teaching us like our who can teach amateurs how to start this thing build the best thing the best workout is the one that you're doing right now okay it's not not a workout that you're thinking about the workout that you do is the best workout that you do no it's about all about moving man it's all about <laughs> moving so You see a video, okay? And you you go through the entire video and you don't do anything that's not a workout. You see a video, okay? Even if you're not sure, you start doing mm. the workout. That's the best workout you've done. You see another video and you start doing that uh, that workout. Mm. That's that's the next best workout you've done. So, I mean, it's as simple. It's about moving, yeah, okay? But if you wanted me, if you wanted my suggestions mm. for some YouTube channels, I'd uh, recommend Athlinex, of course. Athlinex mm. is the gold standard of uh, YouTube fitness. Then I really like Jeff Nippert. Mm. Uh, Jeff Nippert has very science-based uh, workouts okay. that uh, people should try. I also like Omar Isof. I also mm. like uh, Scott Herman. So these are like the four. Uh, this is basically my Mount Rushmore of uh, of workouts. And these guys uh, are they like what fighters or? None of them are fighters. All of them like are uh, fitness. All of them are fitness YouTubers. All of them are fitness YouTubers. Omar Isof oh, okay. has more of a powerlifting and power building background. Athlinex has a mm. Athlinex is the most complete channel you could find uh, in terms of fitness. Uh, whether your goal is to lose weight, gain gain muscle mass, you know, uh, increase mm. your power, or you know, increase your uh, cardiovascular activity. I mean, that's the best channel. Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, uh, as Numan was saying, folks, something is better than nothing. You know, if you're watching a video on YouTube, as Numan is saying, then definitely you should check it out. Try it at home. Uh, don't try to come up with an excuse. This is the best opportunity. You have 24 hours in, in a day, so even if you are sleeping for like I don't know six hours, eight hours, and you got your own study schedule, once everything is done, you finish your lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever, then you still have a lot of time. And I would recommend at least giving half an hour, at least half an hour in the beginning. Then slowly and slowly, once you know you you get into the rhythm, and you never know, you know you can extend your time of like an hour or two or something, and it just it becomes a part of your life schedule, and you won't feel it as a burden on yourself. And as Numan was saying, there are so many channels on YouTube. You can check them out. And uh, by by the way, moving on, um, has uh, everything is shut down? Do you have any news about sports, by the way? Um, I mean, we have a UFC event coming up. UFC 249, I believe. Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. Mm-hmm. It's on the yeah, it's on the oh. 9th of May. Good. They're hosting it in Florida. Florida, by the way, is also home to. uh the current WWE and AEW events uh professional wrestling events so yeah i mean i think it was a good move on UFC's part but i mean you know as a, as a fan of the sport i 
I can't, I couldn't be more happy with the card and you know uh, knowing that we have a UFC event coming up but I also feel for the fighters uh, originally this event was supposed to take place between Habib and Tony Ferguson this was I believe the fourth time this fight was scheduled they, they were originally supposed to fight on the ultimate fighter McGregor versus Faber finale then they were supposed to fight on UFC Fox Teixeira oh, okay. uh, versus Evans then they were supposed to fight on UFC 209 then they were supposed to fight on UFC 223. Wow. So this was the fifth time they were booked to fight. This, this was the fifth time they were booked to fight. And I mean, because of the Corona uh, pandemic, they couldn't. So I truly believe this fight is cursed. I mean, this okay. is the best fight that could have happened, but it's the best fight that's not happening. Um, Tony Ferguson. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, Nomad. I want to ask you one thing about this. Like, as you are saying, uh, they keep on postponing it. So uh, even right now, also I'm having this doubt about this uh, this event. Don't you think it's going to get postponed because of the coronavirus? I mean, uh, is are the governors of the different states are allowing? I mean, I don't believe it will be postponed event? simply because uh, Florida it has been more. Florida has been less strict, basically. Hello? Florida ha hasn't been as uh, as conservative, you know, when it comes to these events as all the other states in the U.S. So as I mentioned, WWE mm. is still taking place every single week in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, they're having Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all three events. So it, isn't it risky for the players, for the athletes, for the fighters? I mean, like they are participating. Obviously, they are fighting each other. They are throwing punches. They are throwing kicks. So you know, the infection can spread easily from one person to another. So are these guys, what are they thinking when they are organizing these events? I mean, people are split. You know, people don't know uh, what to make of the situation. Mm. Let me let me uh, talk about WWE's point of view. Okay, so WWE recently they fired a few. Sure. Uh, they, they fired a bunch of the superstars uh, because of pay cuts and all, right? So mm. they're not making as much money as they would because now they're doing matches. Uh, now they're doing their events at their performance center instead of having instead of having a traveling schedule where fans are attending, where uh, tickets are mm. being sold, merchandising and all that stuff. So. Because of that, they're losing a lot of money. Because they're losing a lot of money, so exactly. they have to keep the ball rolling, right? I mean, if they shut down the sport completely, yeah, that's that's not just loss for the company, that's loss for all the athletes, that's loss for all the staff that's involved. So, yeah, I mean, sponsors. it's not a good situation for them. Same thing goes for UFC here. UFC, if you if you recall, UFC was purchased a few years ago by IMI, IMI or it mm. was IME Group. So uh, they, I think they have to have at least, I believe, I'm, if I'm not wrong, 40, 45 or 48 events every year. So UFC was also supposed to have an event last month. Uh, they were scheduled to have one and they didn't go through with it because ESPN, which is, which by the way is owned by Disney, ESPN said that uh, we will not broadcast this event. So then UFC is like, well, we have a deal with ESPN if they're not broadcasting the event. Um, what do we do? So we have to cancel the event. Yeah. Right? So it was basically a power move from Disney to cancel the uh, previous UFC event. Oh. Dana White also mentioned that uh, UFC has purchased or they're going to purchase some islands uh, where they're going to have fights in the future. Yeah, that's what I also read. So, that's what I've also read in a, in a headline in a newspaper that uh, yeah. Dana White is suggesting that his next fights are going to be on the island. So what's the strategy on that? I mean, I believe there are only going to be a few people. They don't really need the. Uh, 
empires of the match you know the referee has to be there obviously yeah. they don't really need the empires people officiating the fight so they can do that remotely from any part of the world so you could have very limited people on these islands mm. fighting for the belt basically having events on these islands uh, i want to ask you one more thing also that uh no if you're doing these events on an, on an island or anywhere uh, don't you think that the number of people are going to come very less over there? Less tickets will be sold then? Isn't it a loss still? They've been approved to have a fight in Florida, right? Yeah. But how many fights can they have in Florida? I mean, I think lo- having an island is a good long-term sustainable solution for them. Well, simply because they own the island, they can organize it in any way they want. Mm. And in terms of people, I think you're wrong here because there are some UFC events that uh, of course have a large attendance mm-hmm. but you know most probably these fights would be organized in a, in such a fashion that only a handful of people attend there's another uh, there's another thing that they could have the seasons of the ultimate fighter on those islands so that brings a whole new dynamic to it yeah you can say that as well plus the female division also is there so they have a, a lot, lot of uh, opportunities in their hands to organize that uh, one more thing i want to ask let's talk about the event we have on hand just one last thing just one last thing i want to just one last thing i want to ask you what's the reaction of the fighters i mean in terms of this thing of organizing the event uh, did they give any response to dana white's statement of holding the event in the future even during the crisis i mean see it depends on the fighters yeah. right so habib said that all the flights to and from russia were mm. banned uh, were closed because of the coronavirus so he couldn't travel he said my man i cannot travel mm. And now it's Ramadan. Habib doesn't fight during Ramadan, so he takes a long layoff during. Got it. So the next time he would be fighting would be in September, but even that's that's up in the air because you don't know what the virus situation is going to be. In exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then you have a few fighters who said that you know they they won't be comfortable, but then you have a lot more fighters mm-hmm. who are like, man, this is my, uh, I mean, this is the way I earn money, yeah. right? This is my paycheck. Exactly. This is my exactly. life. So if I'm not fighting, I'm not putting bread on the table. So for some people, I mean, they have to fight. Just like for some wrestlers, they have mm. to to go and put on a show on Raw, on SmackDown, on NXT, or on AEW. Yeah. Because they don't have a choice. Uh, that's their life. That's their bread and butter. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta put food on the table as well. Okay. Yeah, so moving along, um, as Numan, you were saying about the main event. So can you tell, tell us about the fighters uh, who are gonna be in the in the UFC next month event? Okay, man. I mean, I really love this card. I mean, I cannot believe. Mm-hmm. that they put this card on the table go ahead tell me about it even in the early prelims i like the vincente mm-hmm. and nico price fight that's going to be a good good fight okay mm-hmm. expect some fireworks in there mm-hmm. then in the prelims that's going to be on espn in the prelims you have uriah hall versus uh, ronaldo jacare souza i would pick jacare yeah i mean i think jacare is going to win win the fight but you can expect anything from uriah hall his striking is very smooth got it then in the women's strawweight division we have carla esparza versus michelle warrison mm-hmm. That's another good fight. That's another fight I'm looking forward to. I think Michelle is very underrated in the strawweight division. I mean, I feel she's like number two or number three strawweight in the world right now. But I don't know why UFC doesn't see it that way. Maybe you know. Then maybe have, the, like, sometimes say, you know they say that you, uh, your personality also matters. Star power, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, star power also matters. Yeah, the star power. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's you know one of those goody two shoes type of fighters. So yeah, I don't think she's going to. Uh, turn many heads that way. Hmm. Then in the heavyweight division, we have uh, Alexei Olenek, very good striker, very proficient striker versus Fabricio Verdum. Fabricio Verdum, who obviously is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu legend hmm. and an MMA legend overall. Fabricio Verdum used to be the UFC heavyweight champion for quite some time. 
He was the guy who ended Fedor's streak. Rounding up the prelims, we have probably the second best fight uh, on the card: Donald Cerrone versus Anthony Showtime Pettis. Oh, Anthony Pettis! It's going to be an amazing fight. I mean, if you had to bet your money on one fight that's going to be fired on the yeah. night, fight of the night. Of course, it's, uh, that uh, that would be Tony versus Justin, but Donald versus Anthony would be a close second. What do you think? Uh, Some might even say that this could be the best fight. What do you think about uh, Anthony Pettis and the Donald fight? Who do you think is gonna like you know come out as a winner? I don't know, man. I mean, see, I love both fighters. Mm. I am a fan of Cerrone. I am a fan of Pettis. I've been following Pettis since the WEC days. Cerrone, I've been following him since the WEC days as well. Both of them did fight Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Both of them lost to him. I mean, if I had to pick a winner, I would probably pick because it's welterweight. So I would uh, probably go with Anthony Pettis. I think he's more comfortable uh, at that weight than Cerrone. In my yeah, I saw his uh, fight against Tony Ferguson, Pettis fight, and uh, even though he lost that that match, but um, he was. He looked yeah, really he's, good. Yeah, he's versatile. Yeah? He's he was moving here and there. He was yeah. throwing at least twenty punches. He brought down Tony for. He tried his best. He did good. So I saw his match. He is a versatile player. He's really good. It's going to be as you are saying. It's going to be a close call. I mean, it's going to be a tough match. It's going to be anything one as well. There's a reason why they call him Showtime, man. I mean, <laughs> he is one of the most flashiest, uh, flashiest fighters of all time. Yeah. So yeah, expect that as well. I agree with you on that. So uh, what about the main card? Okay, now we come to the main card. So the first fight is Greg Hardy, who used to be an NFL player. He's fighting some. What the? Are you serious? Jorgen De Castro guy. NFL player. Yeah, I mean, many NFL, many players who. Uh, had a career in the NFL, have transitioned to UFC. One of those prime examples was Herschel Walker. Uh, listen, Herschel Walker started MMA when he was in his late 40s. What the hell? That's too late, man. Okay. When he was and no and and he fucked people up, man. He had a background in Taekwondo, and he took MMA training very seriously. And he was in strike force, so he was competing against uh, the best of the best. He wasn't really competing against jobbers. I mean, I'm and he the reason i'm surprised because you know at the age of 40 already your stamina is going down so keeping up with the with the elite in that division or in that category he, i got to salute this guy yeah i mean harshal walker was in his late 40s not even in his early 40s so he was approaching his 50s by the Ooh. time uh, he transitioned to mma Yeesh, man. and i believe he had two fights and he won both fights by ko oh shit Damn. And Herschel Walker wasn't just an average athlete. Mm. He's actually one of the best football American football players of all mm. time. And not just that, he was uh, also on the Olympic bobsledding mm. team. For me, okay, the, the, the Olympic athlete whom I know is uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, his name is Henry Sudo, I guess. Henry yeah. Sudo, yeah, he's also on the court. We'll get back to him later. Yeah. So yeah, it's Greg Hardy versus Jorgen De Castro. Listen, Greg Hardy, mm. whatever you may say about his past, you know about his sexual assault uh, situation and all, but. You know he's taking MMA fighting seriously. He's ta- he's taken MMA seriously, and you know he's been putting on good shows in my opinion. So I mean I think uh, Greg Hardy would take this fight. Okay, the next on the card we have another good fight in my opinion. That's uh, Jeremy Lil Heathen Stevens versus Calvin Qatar. So mm. this is another amazing fight. I mean I don't know who's gonna win. Okay, but I mean this is another fight you should look out for. Then we have the fireworks, the most explosive fight on the card: Francis Ngannou versus Jairzinho Rosenstrike. Oh my goodness, man! That African beast guy—he's gonna destroy the other one because Francis Ngannou. I have been watching his fights uh, the last one or two. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, you could say Francis could destroy uh, Rosenstrike, but Rosenstrike. 
Let me tell you, man, this guy is a former super heavyweight champion. Oh. Very, very badass kickboxer. Rosenstrike is undefeated. The last fight he had with Alistair over Reem, he fucking slid uh, over Reem's face. Damn. I mean, you if you see his if you see his lips, you'd be like, oh my god, what happened to him? The guy's brutal, huh? In my opinion, this is the Mortal Kombat fight. Okay, so <laughs> this is going to be a very brutal fight. I mean, I don't know who to pick, but if I had to pick someone, I'd probably pick Ngannou because I mean, it's uh, I'm biased towards Ngannou. <laughs> no other reason. I mean, anyone could win, win this fight. You know, for me, okay, I, like the last video, I think I even shared it with, with you and JDS, who, 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 by the way, is one of the best UFC heavyweights of all time. JDS Junior dos Santos, mm. easily one of the top five uh, heavyweights of all time in the UFC. Mm. And Engano fucked him up real bad. Yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, I was even watching a training video of his, and he was talking about his stamina and uh, the the fight which he lost. Uh, I forgot the guy's name against whom he lost. Yeah, he was complaining about this that you know his stamina is an issue. Yeah, that was against Derek Lewis, I believe. Oh, okay. Now his focus was like you know I have to improve my stamina. I gotta because his uh, upbringing or you know the way he joined in, he was just using his force, brutal force. So now, when he entered UFC and he's looking at other fighters, like as you were mentioning, that uh, like people are heavyweight, heavyweights guys, they are doing kickboxing as well, plus submission takedowns and all that stuff. You gotta learn that thing if you want to survive in that. Francis Ngannou, for in my opinion, can be a surprise package because he he was working hard. He might uh, come up as a new something, you know, with a fresh take or something. I mean, I agree, but I won't say he's a surprise package, man. The whole world knows. I know, I'm saying it. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing in so, terms of like you know fighting style or something. You might learn something. I don't think his fighting style is going to change a lot. See, he's 33 years old. He joined MMA quite late in his mm-hmm. life. Had he been uh, training since a young age, since his teenage years, I am pretty sure he would easily be the best heavyweight of all time. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. He started training at a very late age. But despite that, he still is a very good fighter. Mm-hmm. Next on the card, okay. So the uh, co-main event of the evening, like you mentioned, Olympic champion Triple C, Henry Cejudo mm-hmm. versus Dominic Cruz. Thing I like about uh, this fight is both are incredibly technical fighters. Okay, Henry Cejudo, despite being an Olympic gold medalist, okay, his striking is off the charts. I mean, if you see his stance, if you see his last few fights, okay, he doesn't fight like he's a wrestler. He fights like he's a kickboxing guy, and he fights like he's a kickboxing guy who's been training kickboxing since he was uh, uh, since he was five. Yeah, the way he's uh, picked up the striking game is commendable. Yeah, he's, he has come a long way, and uh, for me, okay, I'll be honest with you personally. I was the lucky one. I wish you were there instead of my place because you have been following UFC for a very, very long time. And last year when we made a video on UFC, so as I told you, I was like working in the venue and I got to see the the talk show before that. What do you call it? Before the match, right? Something. So I got to see this guy. For me, like even though I haven't seen his fights at all, but it was like, you know, his aura and listening to his, the way he was talking about his moves and his experience and everything. It was enlightening and then afterwards I saw his debut match. The guy is phenomenal. Yeah, as you were saying, he's a wrestler, but you don't expect him to be like, you know, moving like that or performing like that. Guy is completely yeah, different. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he hardly uses his, uh, his wrestling acumen in the fights. I mean, he's like, okay, I know I'm a wrestler, but I would fuck you up even if you want to stand up with me. So, I mean, I like that attitude to be very honest. But he's fighting Dominic Cruz, man, who in my opinion is one of the best fighters of all time. Easily one of the best fighters of all time. 
I mean, had Dominic Cruz not spent so much time on the sidelines due to injuries, you you never know. I mean, because from 2011 to 2014, he took a, he took about close to three years off because of injuries. Then he took one and a half year off because of injury again. And then in December 2016, he got injured yet again uh, after the fight with Cody Garbrandt, which he lost. And now he's coming back almost uh, almost after three and a half years. That's so a long break. In terms of that's a long break exactly. He's he takes very long breaks. He gets injured a lot, but you know when he fights, he doesn't look like he's lost a step. So uh, what what this thing about the breaks? Don't you like think that there's an issue with the uh, the Dana White guy because you know. You're not fighting. I mean, he's not taking breaks because he wants to. Uh, he's injured. Okay, so he has a medical reason. That's why he's like he can lay off. Medical reason, yeah. I mean, I mean, he wouldn't want to take off six. Uh, not not even six. I think that's about seven, eight years. Yeah, about eight years of his prime. Exactly. Yeah. If- those eight years of his prime when he's uh, at the peak of his uh, physical and mental powers, he wouldn't want to take off those years. But he had to because of injuries. And if you look at your uh, Dominic Cruz's record, he only has lost two fights. The first fight he lost was in 2007, and the next fight he lost was almost was after more than nine years, which was against Cody Garbrandt in 2016. Wow, okay, this guy is so he's consistent then. Yeah, I mean this is going to be a good fight. See, I mean I would bet on Henry Sahudo because I don't really know what condition Dominic Cruz is going to be in, since he's had such a long layoff and he's 35 years yeah. old now. But don't count on Dominic Cruz is what I'm saying. Yeah, of course, definitely. These guys, as you are telling me about his uh, past record, it's gonna definitely gonna be a crazy fight. I'm telling you, man. This guy's this be a lot of punches thrown around here and there in the octagon, man. Yeah, and then we have the main event of the evening, <laughs> which is a lightweight bout for the interim UFC lightweight championship: Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. Tony Ferguson, by the way, never lost his uh, interim championship. He was doing he was doing one of those press events for UFC when he fell really hard and he tore his lateral uh, collateral oh. ligament. Damn. The part that confuses me a lot is he did his own rehab. Are you serious? Yeah, he did his own rehab and within six to eight months he was back fighting. That's when he fought Anthony Pettis. Yeah, actually, in the beginning, the first round. Six to eight months after tearing tearing his LCL. I mean, how is that even exactly. possible? Okay. As a medical perspective, you need at least six to nine months, something at least, and with including the physiotherapy as well. Was he taking any drugs or something? I mean, he. I don't think he's he's never tested hot for any steroids or any EPOs. Whoa, man! It doesn't even look like a guy who takes uh, who takes any drugs. To be honest, uh, I mean, he looks high anyways. <laughs> So he's high on life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the guy's energetic. And yeah, as I was saying before that, um, I, I watched this fight of, of against this Anthony Perez, and uh, in the first round, Joe Rogan was saying that this guy got injured and he's standing up again. As you also mentioning, it's a feat in itself. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, you know, medically it's not possible, right? How is it possible that you're injured then within less than nine months? You're not only back, but you're back. You're fighting in the UFC. But the way he performed in that match, it was phenomenal. Six months actually, not even eight months. In six months, he was back, and uh, in six months, he took out Anthony Pettis. Man, how how is that? Is he a machine award? Just to give you some background, back in October 2017, mm. Tony Ferguson won the interim UFC lightweight mm. championship. He was supposed to fight Khabib, which obviously didn't happen because he got injured. Mm. This normally doesn't happen, but he got injured doing a UFC event and then UFC stripped him of the interim championship. Oh. 
and then Khabib was yeah and then Khabib was fighting for the uh, undisputed lightweight championship which in my opinion didn't really make sense the next fight was Dustin Poirier versus Max Holloway it was originally scheduled to be Dustin Poirier versus versus Tony Ferguson for the interim championship but then Tony is like why should I fight for the interim championship I want to fight for the real belt I mean I never lost the interim yeah. championship what do you want to make me the two time interim champion I mean that doesn't make any sense what was the response so, then as what response yeah so they put Max Holloway instead of uh, Max Holloway who at that time was the featherweight champion mm-hmm. So they put Max Holloway instead of him. Got him. Dustin Poirier won the fight and then he went on to face Khabib for the undisputed championship in Abu Dhabi, the same event which you attended. Yes. <laughs> it was my first uh, experience actually at what the UFC event and it was yeah. phenomenal. I seriously once again yeah Numan as you were saying go on yeah so then Khabib who was the undisputed champion he's supposed mm. to fight Tony but then Khabib is not able to travel so get that fight again again gets pulled off now we have Tony versus Gaethje fighting for the interim championship well once again what is going to be held on which day on which date yeah it's going to be held on the 9th of may then there's another ufc event shortly which is going to be on 13th of may we'll discuss that in the next episode of the podcast but this fight is going to be on the 9th of may i mean i'm not saying justin justin gaethje is a very good fighter in my opinion justin gaethje has won his last three fights okay and they weren't easy fights he fought against james wick mm. KO'd him he fought against edson barbosa KO'd him he fought against Don- donald saroni TKO win so i mean he's been uh, he's been doing a great phenomenal job in my opinion do i think he has what it takes to beat tony ferguson could be i don't know but gun on my head if i had to choose one of them there it would be tony obviously but i got a feel for tony man he's 36 years old i mean how many years does he have left in him yeah you uh, can say so for the past 3 years i mean he should have been champion you know and undisputed champion but because of circumstances unfortunately he wasn't able to fight yeah by the way oh, i want to ask one more thing like okay from this uh, what happens to, next to khabib or some i mean the other other guys as, as well like is israel adesanya and conor mcgregor do you have any news about them as well see we don't know man uh, we don't know what dana has planned we are living in a world where everything is happening instantly and everything is breaking down mm. instantly right so again usc was supposed to have an event last month and then at the last moment they had to cancel it mm. and now they have an event planned we don't know if this event is going to go through okay. i mean it's hopeful that it will because again florida is also hosting wwe florida is also hosting aw so i think they're also hosting impact wrestling which is a small a small time wrestling uh, organize wrestling promotion right now so if it were to happen in any place that would be florida yeah if you if you are saying this way then it's possible does conor mcgregor need to fight during this pandemic i don't think so does he want to fight I'm not sure. I mean, he's he's probably going to see the uh, money on the table and he's he'll, he'll be like I don't think that's enough. Mm. Right? Cuz you don't have any live attendance, you're not making exactly, any money yeah. out of that. Okay? Less sponsors, you're not making much money mm. out of that. So, some fighters might just pull off, some fighters who are well off, they might just pull off, uh, they might just not want to fight because of this. Yeah, situation. exactly. Yeah. and some fighters who really need the money i mean i'm pretty sure many fighters need the money they need the thrill of fighting they need to be active yeah. right so they want to exactly fight. yeah exactly okay guys uh, that's it for now thank you numan uh, for detailed information about the event and that's it for now folks and you have a good day take care of yourself any last words numan you would like to say 
Yeah, I mean, uh, tell us about your fight picks. Tell us who you think is going to win. There we have two championship bouts on this card: Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, and Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz. Leave your top picks in the comments down below. As always, if you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you didn't like it, give it a thumbs down. I mean, we're very fair, fair about that. If you like this video, share it. And if you like the channel, if you like the content. Please subscribe and until next time we're probably going to have another one of these MMA shows after the event most probably what do you say Nabil? Yeah I would suggest we do a post match uh, discussion on this on this UFC event. Okay perfect let's have a post fight commentary on it and thanks for tuning in again folks we'll catch you in the next one take care. Goodbye folks. Bye. Goodbye.